Welcome to Tech Law Chat, our series of Coffee Break podcasts from Four Pump Court. I'm Matthew Lay. And I'm Ian Munro. And in this episode, as you may be able to hear, we're on location inside a giant logistics warehouse, and we're here to explore drones. Ian, what's the scenario? Well, Chris Kringle runs this production and delivery operation you see around you. Uh, this isn't a real Chris Kringle step, is it? I won't challenge that question's underlying assumptions, but the answer is no. This is a Chris Kringle who says he's changed his name by deed poll because he thought it would improve sales. I won't ask what he used to be called. Okay, continue. Well, Chris has a delivery crisis this Christmas because the work involved on Christmas Eve in doing all his deliveries is physically impossible. So he wants to deploy drones for all of his UK deliveries this year. And since this has entailed purchasing a huge army of drones, he is also planning on a drone-based secret Santa to thank his workforce for another hard year. He wants to know if there are any legal issues. Where to begin? Well, the bad news for Chris is you can't just start delivering with drones. Drones are regulated by the Civil Aviation Authority in this country, the CAA, and you have to follow their rules. Precisely which rules depends on which category of drones involved, as the drone regulations are a risk-based framework with different regulations applying to different levels of risk. There are three broad categories of drone. Open, which is the lowest risk, lightest regulatory burden. Specific, medium risk, medium regulatory burden, which includes a requirement for authorization from the CAA and certified, which is the highest risk category and the highest regulatory burden. In fact, if you need a certified operation, you're pretty much the same regulatory burden as conventional manned aircraft. These categories apply to both commercial and to non-commercial operations. Where does Chris's delivery proposal fit into this scheme? Unluckily for Chris, it definitely does not fit in the open category, and there are a number of reasons for that. Most obviously, The open category applies only to operations involving drones under 25 kilos. And I can see from here that Chris's are much heavier than that. The open category is also limited to operations where the drones are kept within visual line of sight of the remote pilot, which is obviously not going to work here if deliveries are being made right across the UK from this depot. But the better news is that the proposed operation probably doesn't fall in the certified category either, because that typically applies to very risky operations, such as flying over assemblers of people, and the carriage of people or the carriage of dangerous goods. So for Chris, it's likely to be the specific category, the medium category. I say likely, though, because the boundary between specific and certified is not actually a sharp one. So the CAA may assess the operation as falling into certified on receipt of Chris's application. So let's talk about application then. Chris has to submit an application accompanied by a risk assessment, doesn't he? For some standard operations, a risk assessment can be avoided by following one of the CAA's existing standard operational templates. And that would seriously speed up authorization. But it sounds like Chris is looking for something quite bespoke. Yes, we can be pretty confident there isn't a standard operational template for this. So Chris is definitely going to need to perform some sort of risk assessment. He's going to have to design adequate mitigating measures for the risks that he identifies, and then he's going to submit all of that to the CAA. So how's he planning to make these drone deliveries exactly? He'd like to deliver down chimneys. He's got a thing about that. Of course. Well, 
Risks covered by an operational risk assessment will need to include matters like the extent to which third parties or property on the ground could be endangered by the activity, and also the scale and complexity of the UAS operations, the drone operations. So here, it seems to me we're clearly going to have some challenges, because I don't think the CAA would respond particularly favourably to a suggestion of overflight of residential areas and the targeted dropping of packages above the roofs of houses. So if home delivery really is the objective, does it have to be chimneys? The obvious mitigation of the numerous risks might be delivery to out-of-town distribution hubs. But I guess Chris isn't going to like that. If he does that, how will he collect the mince pies? Exactly. Well, I've tried to give Chris a steer by telling him about the trials that have been greenlit to date. For example, the Royal Mail is trialling delivery of items to remote areas on the Isle of Scilly. And the CAA has authorised Seas.ai to trial beyond line-of-sight flights. But initially, that's with an observer to remain in visual line-of-sight with the aircraft and to be in communication with the remote pilot throughout. So really quite limited. Yes, Given the risks associated with drones, the CAA is treading pretty carefully here, which is probably good news, but bad news for Chris. In any event, this is all pie in the sky, because there's only a week until Christmas, and there's no way any authorization is going to arrive in time for this year. I gather Chris runs something of a fly-by-night operation. Ha ha. What are the consequences if he ignores what he may see as a load of red tape? (sighs) Terrible, terrible idea. First, there is a reason why heavy drone operations are carefully regulated. Secondly, the consequences of Chris's court could be severe. For instance, under the Air Navigation Order 2016, Article 265, endangering the safety of any person or property is punishable by a fine or imprisonment or both, and clearly Chris risks doing all of those things. Meanwhile, Section 76 of the Civil Aviation Act 1982 makes an owner or operator strictly liable for surface damage by aircraft, which would include drones, and that damage includes personal injury or property damage. This frankly seems quite likely if Chris is sending parcels down chimneys into unknown rooms. Insurance cover may well be an issue here too. Yes, well, I understand that Chris has had a few brushes with the law and says he's being tracked by NORAD. It all sounds... Rather paranoid to me, but hopefully you'll find this off-putting. What about his second scheme? He'd like to do an on-site secret centre for his workforce. On-site? So is that indoors or outdoors? Indoor delivery to each worker's station, I believe. Right, so that's rather easier, because flights inside buildings are not subject to the air navigation legislation. However, Chris would still need to comply with health and safety at work regulations. Wait a minute, don't you mean elf and... Ah, don't say it! Also, I suspect he'd be vulnerable to claims if there was an accident. Yes, it doesn't sound like a great plan. Also, the secret Santa concept works much better if Chris isn't providing all of the presents himself. So it's not going to work for Chris this year, but there's plenty of him to think about for the future. First, drone operations in the UK are subject to regulation. This involves a detailed risk-based regime. The primary guidance document is CAP 722 from the CAA, which helpfully clarifies that paper aeroplanes, frisbees and darts are not considered to be unmanned aircrafts. Two, at the commercial end of the spectrum, there are some trials going ahead, but the CAA is very far from routine authorization of the kind of operations that Amazon Prime Air promoted with fanfare back in 2016. That said, there are permitted usages, 
And commercial drones operations of various kinds have been authorised, and this is expected to be a major growth industry. Third, for all those lucky people receiving a drone for Christmas, the CAA publishes a drone and model aircraft code, which is required reading. Toy drones may escape some of the strictures, but the thresholds before registration are reasonably low, so these gifts may involve a crash course in law. Finally, although we haven't talked about it today, if cameras are used, then there are of course also data protection considerations to take into account. Thank you for listening to our podcast about drone delivery and tolerating our risible humour. For references and citations, visit us at techlaw.chat. And if you feel so inclined, please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is provided for the purposes of general education and entertainment only and does not constitute legal advice. The presenters disclaim all liability for the consequences of reliance being placed on what they have said. The value of investments can go down as well as up and you may never recover the time devoted to listening to this podcast.